Welcome back to the Fascinating Facts I Bet You Didn't Know podcast. My name is Srikanth Gaukar, and in this podcast, we just talk about random, fun, interesting facts about a single topic. You know, while I was like listening to this, I realized that in this like podcast beginning song that we always start off with, or that we sometimes start off with, at the second part of the song, you mostly just hear it on the right side of like your speakers, or if you're wearing headphones or earbuds on the right side of your ear. And I'm not sure why I made it like that, so I'm sorry about that. But on the other hand, I don't know if you noticed, but it's actually the original song, if you think about it, right? I used to use it a lot in my old podcast episodes, but and but like then I stopped and I started using the one which I used for like the extra episodes, and that was mostly because I wanted to try out something new, which were the extra episodes where I went more in depth in like uh, single topics. For example, did you know that you could power cars with E. coli? Well, I go in depth with that in extra number two, so check that out if you think that's interesting. But you know, I wanted to try that out. But then I realized, oh my god, it's been a year since I started this podcast. So I decided to go back to like my beginnings and do another assortment of facts. And I couldn't really think of like a topic, so I just decided a random assortment of facts part two. And so it's time for a random assortment of facts, part two. And keep listening because at the end of this podcast episode, you will know how the Eiffel Tower in Paris, France actually grows. But you'll learn about that later. Let's start in Scotland. So in 1826, Scotland decided that they wanted to replicate the Parthenon. In case you don't know, the Parthenon is, or was, a giant temple for the ancient Greek goddess of Athena. And it was really, really old, and it is in Athens, Greece. And as I said, it was very, very old back in ancient Greek times, with like Aristotle and Socrates, or Socrates, depending on how you, are you, how you pronounce it. But it is like super, super old, so it is in ruin now because of the Peloponnesian War. And I would get into that, but that's a topic for another episode. So stay tuned for that. But back to the main part. So in 1826, Scotland decided that they wanted to replicate the Parthenon, right? And Scotland wanted to make it, and they wanted to make it big and like really cool and just like the Parthenon, but they wanted it to be a lot cheaper. And so they used all these cheap materials and it was getting in motion, things were getting built, and then they just stopped. And they never completed it. And now it's just there, somewhere in Scotland, and people actually call it Scotland's Disgrace. If you don't believe me, Google it. It's like, it's like an actual thing. Just Google Scotland's Disgrace and go into photos and you'll see like a half-made, um, the half-made Parthenon. And so yeah, that's fact number one. So, time for fact number two. So it's time for a little quickie one, and this is about the ancient Romans. So have you ever wondered why we always say, let's raise a toast? 
you know, during like fancy dinner parties or something like that, will say, let me raise a toast. And then they'll talk about who they toast that drink or whatever to, right? Have you ever wondered why they say that? Like, what's the significance? Like you're literally saying, let me raise a piece of bread that has been cooked to be slightly crunchy and toasty. So like, why, why do we say it? Well, as I said before, it goes back to the ancient Romans. And whenever they had parties in preparation for something, in which, by the way, the Romans had literally parties for everything, they would drop a piece of toasted bread into their wine glass and they'd drink it for good luck and good health. And that's where the saying comes from, because the Romans basically set up our modern day society. And it just shows that even small little sayings like this were even influenced by them. Alright, on to the next fact. Did you know that you can gain weight by licking stamps? This is actually true, but it's not as much as you think. Every time you lick a stamp, you gain a tenth of a capital C calorie. And in case you don't know what a capital C calorie is, a calorie is a measurement of energy and a calorie that you see on like your juice bottle is a capital C calorie or a kilocalorie or 1000 of the energy measurement calories. It's kind of confusing. I'll get into it later, but it's like, it's a, basically a capital C calorie is a, is 1000 of the scientific energy calories. And you gain one tenth of a capital C calorie every time you lick a stamp. So if you licked 3000 stamps, it would be the same capital C calories as eating 16 McDonald's chicken nuggets, which is actually a lot of stamps. But I mean, you could technically gain weight by licking stamps. All right, on to the next fact. Did you know that we taste faster than we blink? This is actually super unlikely, but it is true. Like scientists calculated um, how we tasted or the speed at which we tasted where our like our tongues understood the flavors and then our brain calculated that and we figured out what flavor that was that speed is 0.0015 seconds or 1.5 milliseconds that's how fast it takes you to bite into an orange and to realize that's an orange or like if you eat a piece of cake, you'll be like, this is German chocolate or this is red velvet. And that's that's how fast it takes for your brain to get that. 1.5 milliseconds. And the average blink that a human being has is between 100 and 400 milliseconds. So like the average blink is over 100 times slower than how fast it takes you to taste food, which honestly really puts into perspective how fast and powerful the human brain is. All right, on to the next fact. Did you know that there was something called the dancing plague? It's true, people would literally dance until they died. So in 1518, the citizens of Strasbourg, which was in the Holy Roman Empire, in what is now France, started dancing. 
they would dance without stopping until they passed out and died from dehydration and extreme exhaustion. And I know it sounds super creepy, but it's true. And they wouldn't, and let me add, like they wouldn't have control over their bodies. They would literally just start dancing, they wouldn't realize they were dancing, and they would die. And it all started off with a woman known as Frau Trophea. And one day, she just started dancing and like shaking her hips and everything, and she just would not stop. And by the end of that week, over 50 people had joined her in dancing and not stopping. They would dance throughout the night. And at the end of this giant dancing plague, all of the people who were dancing were moved to the top of a mountain near Strasbourg to be prayed for. But they were all infected with this and they ended up dying. Scientists actually still don't know what caused it. There are some theories about they may have maybe like ingested like some form of mold or like some fungus or something, but no one actually knows the real reason why the dance plague actually happened. But it's super weird. All right, on to our final fact. And this is what I teased about at the, at the beginning of the episode. You're actually gonna learn that the Eiffel Tower is growing. And yes, it is growing, but not the way you think. It grows and it shrinks. So let me explain. Uh, every summer, the Eiffel Tower can grow up to 15 to 20 centimeters taller and it shrinks back down during the winter. But why? Well, simply put, thermal expansion. So basically during the summer, the heat makes the iron that the Eiffel Tower is made of heat up. And because of that, the particles of iron gain kinetic energy and they start to move around a lot faster than they usually do. And they take up a lot more space. Now, the molecules of iron are so small that it really wouldn't make that much of a difference. But there are so many molecules in the Eiffel Tower. I mean, it is so big that all the super, super tiny adjustments add up and slowly the Eiffel Tower does grow about 15 to 20 centimeters taller. And in the winter, they lose kinetic energy, they take up less space and they shrink and all that adds up and the Eiffel Tower shrinks back to like, I wouldn't say original size, but like a smaller size. And it's just a continuing cycle with the heat and the cold. So those are all the facts I have for you today. I just wanna say thank you so much for coming on this one year journey so far. I will continue to make episodes cause I really like it. And I just wanna say over this one year, we actually reached 1000 listens of this podcast. That is a huge monumental step forward. I just wanna say thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Leave a review if you'd like, send me a message on Anchor if you'd like. Once again, thank you so, so much for listening. Bye.